What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow, and we're going to talk some money in politics. We have Steve Moore on the line. Freedom Works, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and his WABC radio show, More Money, follows this show on many of these very same stations. And uh, we have an APB out for Monica Crowley. Maybe we'll get her, maybe we won't. She's become the Steve Moore of radio. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I low shouldn't blow, say Larry. Low blow. Steve Moore, welcome, buddy. A uh, couple things Merry for Christmas, you. Merry Christmas, Larry. And to you. Happy, holy, merry. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, listen, Steve, we're still around, so we're having a good year, right? <laughs> so we're well, still, you're having a great year. You've got the number one show wow. on all of business news. Yeah. That includes CNBC, Fox Business, Bloomberg. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. You, you are a superstar. And so congratulations on a great year. Thank you. And you are a regular contributor <laughs> to that show, so it's a big plus. Um Steve, let me talk about a couple things with you. Uh, there's a story out there about Elon Musk versus the Biden administration, the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, going after Elon Musk. Now, they, the Bidens hate Elon Musk because mm-hmm. he's a free speech advocate right. and he's a libertarian and so forth. Mm-hmm. So three to two decision. They're taking his – this is his uh, Starlink, which is very important because it, it hits – the boondocks, it, you know, it, it hits the rural areas mm-hmm. and they had an 885 mm-hmm. million award and they taken it away. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Um, the Republican commissioner, who I know very well, Brendan Carr, mm-hmm. said that this fits the Biden administration's pattern of regulatory harassment. Mm-hmm. Why are they going after Elon Musk, who was doing the Lord's work? Why? So you, you, if anything, you understated how sinister this is because all the Biden administration has been talking about for three years is we have to bring uh, broadband and uh, you know telecommunications to rural America, and they want billions and billions of taxpayer dollars to do it. And he's basically doing this for free. I mean, you know, not for free, but not charging the taxpayers anything. I mean, he should win an award (laughs) for what he's doing and uh, he should be celebrated for this. And look, I I don't always agree with everything Elon Musk does, but he's an incredible entrepreneur. I'm reading his book right now, the book Mm. about him right now, which is highly recommend as a uh, Christmas gift gift to people. If if you want to know the uh, knowledge and the the brain power of this guy. Mm. So. Why do we, it gets to what we talked about last week. Why does the government feel like it has to cripple our greatest entrepreneurs? I don't get it. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, he does, he does a lot of work for the defense department. He just got a big defense contract. And by the way, this, um, the other thing I want to say about his Starlink system, his Starlink, this is a satellite system for people that may not know. It's amazing. Um, It's a huge form of communications for the government of Ukraine. And uh, for those people that are worried about Ukraine, 
Here's another example. Now, the Biden administration says it wants all this money for Ukraine, but here they are knocking down Elon Musk, uh, and it's one of his key companies, um, which is helping in the Ukraine. Now, rumor has it that Monica Crowley has dropped by to (laughs) chat with us for a while. Um, Probably somebody had to... Pull her out of the bars in Southampton. I don't know where she was. At 11 o'clock in the morning? Why not? You know, it's the Christmas holidays. For those who may not know the brilliance and beauty of Monica Crowley, who's a very old and dear friend of mine, she's a former assistant secretary of the Treasury and host of the Monica Crowley uh, podcast. And, you know, Monica, just to stay, I've got a bunch of things for you guys, but just to stay with this attack on Elon Musk, This is the Biden administration at its worst, using government levers to attack individuals and, as Steve Moore said, businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll notice that there are no other real big tech uh, titans who are under this kind of investigation by the federal government. Elon Musk, every single one of his businesses is under the microscope and under federal investigation. So that tells you that the Biden administration considers Musk an enemy, mm. an enemy of the state, an enemy, all a political enemy, all because he bought Twitter and exposed the depths of their crimes and government censorship and government weaponization. Remember, they never thought that Elon Musk would was serious about buying Twitter. They never thought it would go through. They tried to stop it. X slash Twitter is mm. the only at scale free speech platform in the world. Mm. And when he took it over with the Twitter files, he was exposing the depth of corruption on COVID, on uh, suppression of voices that were dissenting against the government, you name it. He was exposing all of their crimes and censorship regime. So he needs to be punished. And so what the Biden administration is doing is maximizing the full weaponization of government to punish their political adversaries, whether it's Elon Musk, Donald Trump, the January 6th nonviolent defendants, uh, anybody who crosses this administration, who crosses the system will be punished. These things are punishment in and of themselves, but they're also messaging events. Mm. It's the messages to you and me and Steve and the WABC audiences. Don't even think about it, because if you do, if you stand up to power and call out abuses of power, we will destroy you the way we're trying to destroy Trump and Musk. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really something, and they they just love to go after Musk because of his free speech views. It's really something. Um, let me hit another topic, Steve Moore. Um, Harvard hates America. Now, America may hate Harvard, but Harvard hates America. And I don't want this story to to die. We talked to Grover Norquist about this earlier on the radio show, and Grover was on the TV show last night. So you have this situation, uh, these university presidents, Penn, MIT, Harvard, but you could throw them all in all these elite schools. Uh, They're not dealing with the anti-Semitism on their campuses. They're immersed with this DEI, uh, left-wing social, uh, woke social policy. On top of that, the president of Harvard, uh, Claudine Gay, uh, stuck with plagiarism charges, and it turns out that the um, that the uh, Harvard, Corp- yeah. yep, Harvard they, Corporation they covered it up. Covered it up. It makes yeah. it even worse. 
Now, where I'm going with this, there's nothing I can do about the Harvard Corporation or Penn or any of these places, although they did get rid of their president, Penn. But Steve Moore, they don't pay any taxes. They get a lot of money. Uh, they have huge endowments. They virtually pay no taxes on that. Total tax rate is 1.4%. Um, the top tax rate for successful earners is 37. Mm-hmm. Uh, the middle bracket's around 25. So they pay 1.4. And if they you know, buy and sell capital gains, dividends, and what have you, they mm-hmm. have zero yeah. tax rate. Plus, donors to Harvard and these other elite schools have a tax deduction for mm-hmm. the amount they've donated. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that should be changed. I can't change Harvard, but we could make it a lot more costly for Harvard to practice the left-wing ways it's practicing instead of the free lunch they've got right now. And I'm hoping that Elise Stefanik and the Republicans take some action here. What do you think? So there's a lot here to talk about. Let's just start with the fact. I loved the um, the title of the Wall Street Journal at um, editorial the other day, which said America is getting a Harvard education. Right. <laughs> and yes. I thought that was really yes. well put. Yeah. We are finally looking under the hood of these, of these, and it's not just Harvard, it's the Ivies, it's, mm-hmm. it's Stanford, it's Northwestern, it's Duke, it's, mm-hmm. every, you know, it's 80% of the universities are just factories for left-wing thinking. And so um, that's one thing that, that they're just, it's, it's a tragedy what's happened to these great, great universities. They, um, they have become indoctrination machines. And I don't know if Harvard can actually even recover from the hit that it's taken here. Mm-hmm. We'll see. The fact that they didn't have the courage to fire this, wo- this woman mm-hmm. really just shows how cowed they are. And everyone knows she, she was chosen for this because she just checks the, the boxes, mm-hmm. right? She's gay. She's black. She's mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. She's not qualified for this. I had, there's a great line, by the way, in the Wall Street Journal said, you know, she plagiarized in her PhD thesis, but nobody knew because nobody ever even read her PhD thesis. <laughs> so, By the way, um, she plagiarized a very good friend of Art Laffer's, this Carol uh, Swain so, from Vanderbilt. Let me just quickly get to the um, to the point about um, uh, the uh, the tax deductions and the massive uh, endowments of these universities. Um, this is the single biggest loophole in the tax system, Larry, oh. the single biggest one. And oh. it goes to the top 1%. I wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal five years ago. And it, by the way, it's worse. You get a double tax deduction. The donor gets a deduction from their taxes for the for the, um, you know, mm-hmm. for the amount they give. And none of that unrealized capital gains ever gets taxed. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yep. So yep. Uh, you and I believe in low tax rates and a broad base. Let's broaden the base by taking that advantage away and lower the tax rates for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I like that. And Monica, on top of that, these schools get huge amounts of money from the federal government. Grants. I mean, Five, six hundred million dollars, also from state and local governments. Now, it seems to me, at least Stefanik, who's looking at this and they're going to have it continue their investigations. Why is the federal government spending all this money on these elite universities who have a lot of money to start with? What the hell? I would I mean, let's cut spending for a change. Well, exactly right. I mean, why should a plumber in Indiana who is busting his butt seven days a week uh, to try to put food on the table and keep a roof over his family's head. Why should that plumber be paying his taxes 
And then some of that money is going to Harvard University to turn out left-wing communist kids with every passing year. That is fundamentally unfair. It's a similar analogy to the student loan, uh, quote-unquote, forgiveness, which is also a giant scam. You know, blue-collar workers bust and tail every day, and their tax money is going to subsidize the most elite, radical, leftist students, faculty, universities, administrations. No, no, no. Enough of that. By the way, you know, the left and the Democrats are always talking about how millionaires and billionaires and the quote unquote wealthy, which in their mind is anybody making over, what, $150,000 in America, that those wealthy folks don't pay their fair share. Well, here you've got the wealthiest universities in the world who are clearly not paying their fair share. Time to step up and actually uh, carry your weight, Harvard. You know, (laughs) even if we got the top tax rate down to 15 percent, I was talking to Grover Norquist about this. I said, Grover, if you're the Treasury Secretary, you get it down to 15 percent. Harvard and these schools are still paying 1.4 Mm-hmm. They're not even going to pay 15. <clears throat> so that's fair. And, they, you know, let's cut government spending for a change. Let's start there. It's a very good um, it's a very good spot. Anyway, let's um, let's take a break. We got Monica Crowley uh, from the Monica Crowley podcast, former assistant treasury secretary. Steve Moore's WABC radio hosted more money. More money comes on most of these stations right after this show. We'll take a quick break. I'm Cudlow. Stay with us, folks. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We are talking with Monica Crowley of the Monica Crowley Podcast and former Assistant Treasury Secretary and Steve Moore of the WABC radio host More Money right after this show on most of these same stations so I got one for you the last few moments here, this being the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, everything. Um, a tips poll, Investors Daily tips poll, which is a great poll. 1,378 adults. Belief in God. This is great. I want to see how you guys handle this one. Belief in God. Overall, Question is, do you believe in God? Overall, 77% of people believe in God. Now, that's a big number. That's a big number. And 18 to 24, 67%, not bad. 25 to 44, 74%. 45 to 64, 80%. uh, 65 and above, 85%. Males, 76% of males believe in God. 78%. 78%, I think, 78% believe in God. So most people believe in God. I mean, you wouldn't know that by listening to uh, the media or the elite universities or any of that. But there's a lot of spirituality and religion left mm-hmm. in America. Steve Moore, I know you're a regular mass goer. <laughs> I know you are, so you're going to fit in. I'm not bad. I'm not yeah. as good as you, but I'm not bad. By the way, 86% are conservatives, 82% are Republicans. Democrats, not quite as much. So what do you make of that, Steve Moore? Well, this, you know, this country was really based on a, a, 
a belief in God, mm-hmm. and that's why so many people came here. Um, I worry that younger people, though, uh, those numbers are better than I thought for younger people, mm. because one of the problems with our society that I'm really worried about is that in general, and this is maybe a little bit of an overgeneralization, but not much, that younger people compared to previous generations are less likely to believe in God than previous generations at the same age. Mm. They are less likely to want to have kids or get married, Mm. um, and they uh, are less patriotic. Mm-hmm. They have a, and, and I really believe this gets to the schools. You know, mm-hmm. the schools are not, you know, the school system is really the reason we created a public school system was to for, for young people to gain an appreciation and a knowledge about our country. And that just isn't happening in, in, in our schools today. And that's why I'm a giant advocate for school choice. Yep. You know, Monica, on this point, I mean, the left, the left wants to take religion out of the schools. The left wants to take religion out of everything. And, you know, this country had a religious underpinning. Whatever it is you're practicing, people believe in a higher power. And the left hates that. And I think it's amazing these numbers are as good as they are. (laughs) Yeah, it is stunning because I expected it to be a little lower. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have seen other polls that show, you know, church going way down and Mm -hmm. sort of faith in in God overall. But these are strong numbers. They're down from their height. You Mm -hmm. know, in the 1950s and 60s, it's probably around 90 percent of all Americans have some sort of faith in God or or a higher being. Um, To Steve's point, this is absolutely correct. Decades of indoctrination of generation after generation of kids in like really being steeped in a secular approach to the world. Um, And also, you know, the baby boomer generation that fell away from the churches, not taking their children to church or synagogue or some faith-based institution, having faith-based education has resulted then in subsequent generations being less spiritual, less faith-based, less belief in God. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. But it all gets to like this overall Marxist revolution that the country has been subjected to now for almost a century in communism, in Marxist theory. And every Marxist country has done this. One of the first things they do is ban God, Mm. ban organized religion, ban worship Mm. in public places. And it drove the churches underground. The reason that Marxists do that is because the state is supposed Mm -hmm. to be what you worship. The state is God. So the state is your God. It's your family. It's your community. It's your job. It's everything. So in communism, the state doesn't want to have to compete with anything else, namely a higher power. So they ban God. That's what the, the base of what you have seen here. And we're seeing the fallout of it. But it's good to know that, uh, you know, most Americans, the vast majority of Americans, are overriding that kind of secular indoctrination. Well, I just wonder, I mean, just on this, you know, I think uh, the left wants to undermine families. Yes, family and country. Right. And I think, you know, undermining God is very much a part of undermining families or undermining families is a way of undermining God. I mean, the country was founded on those principles. and In God we trust. In God we trust, you know, and we were endowed by our creator. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But the left, they don't agree with the Declaration of Independence, right? They they have a different 16, 16, 19. I mean, these crazy people, they don't, yeah, no, they don't like that. Yeah, they're at war. They're at war with the Constitution. They're at war with the Declaration. They're at war with free market economics. And it all at base is Marxism. So it's political Marxism, the takeover of our, all of our government institutions and the weaponization. Mm. It's economic Marxism, which you and Steve Moore talk about all the time. And it's cultural Marxism in terms of the culture and the educational indoctrination. It's all moving for the same objective, which is to destroy the fundamental uh, pillars of this country and oh. what's made us great and prosperous. Seventy-seven percent believe in God. That's from this poll. It's a very accurate poll. So I think that's a pop. We're going to end the show <laughs> on a positive, <Yeah>. optimistic <laughs> note. We, believe- folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. Thanks for listening. I will be back next weekend. <laughs> 